You are now listening to Pete Geek. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Immediately Pete I got an error message up on my phone screen. <laughs> <laughs> Are you me? Ah, uh, it's... No, it's, it's, it's like, still working. It just gave me an error message. That was, that was definitely like a hello there. Gen- hello there. <laughs> <laughs> the error Gen- message is General Grievous. Oh, God. Yeah, welcome to Peak Geek. <laughs> I'm Liam. Welcome. The fuck, you're going to be I'm not this Liam. Time. Yeah, why not? Jez is having yeah, problems. We've, the, the last episode literally was like, I, I cut all of the first like 10 minutes, so it's like she just jumped straight into the episode, but I just couldn't <laughs> find a bit that was worth keeping, so I was like, fuck it, we're just going to go straight into it. There's no intro. Aww. So this is our intro now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So Alex has come up with a pretty cool thing he, he does now, which I'm, I'm a fan of. So I'll keep an eye out for that. So, bartending. That's the topic yeah, that's of the this day. this week's episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Subtitle, The Bitch Cast. Oh, Otherwise, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, good one. We went across the across the globe to, to gather together four guys who have all worked in a bar at one point or another. It was super hard to find these four people. We found yeah, four bartenders. Really, we really had to go out of our way. <laughs> super hard How many of my friends do bitch. I know? I know three of the bartenders in my friendship group. Let's make a podcast and then at some point in the near future, just bitch about our very... Mediocre-ish whoa, 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 jobs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if I'm happy with being called part of your friendship group. I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> ah, fuck me. Well, fuck you, Stephen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. So, what is the what is the worst thing about being a bartender then? Honestly, customers. Yeah, the people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I figured. Yeah, we'd go. We'd be a bit more specific. Straight for the people. Just, no, I, I feel like if people can't guess. Customers is the worst thing about bartending, then you probably shouldn't. Like, I mean, you're too dumb. You probably shouldn't be a bartender. Jesus Christ! Like, you get a few alright ones, like once in a blue moon, and that's about it. I think we should actually. I think we should get a few things out of the way. First and foremost, everyone listening to this podcast, I'm going to say something, and you're going to think you're the exception. You're not. Guess what, guys? You're not funny. (laughs) You've never been funny. Yeah, customers are not funny. (laughs) Your fucking jokes about, oh, I didn't scan, so it's it's fucking free. Or, oh, sneak sneak an extra little bit in there for me. It's not funny. We've heard it a million times. I hate you. I want to make that very clear. (laughs) Oh, like, uh, we hate you more. I want to pay for a single. Like, no, you're paying for a double. (laughs) Oh, you're not getting anything at all. And they're like, oh, well, who will know? And I'm like, my fucking boss will know. And then I'll lose my goddamn job, you stupid (laughs) asshole. I will also know. (laughs) <laughs> I will you know. know. Who I hate. You know who I hate the most is chicks who think that like if they flirt with you they'll get more drinks or like they because they well I think That's maybe in the eighties they were it. more subtle about it. Like I feel like there was a time when it was a subtle thing, but nowadays lasses just walk up and like just squeeze squeeze their arms together to like push their chest out and just go. Can I have a free drink? And I'm like, no, you can't have a fucking free drink. It's like yeah, of course you can have a free drink here. Have some water. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> It's so aggravating. I didn't like it when I was single. I hate it now I'm in a relationship. Like, it's just the most unbearable thing a person can do. Yeah. What about you guys? Who do you hate? I mean, it is mainly customers, but then... I don't know, because... Managers. Yeah, alright, yeah. Alright. Working with your manager is, like, the worst. I will say, I've got... So awkward. uh, a wonderful, fun, new customer story, which is... uh, is I, I think... Am I the only one that's currently working in a bar? Yeah, you're the only person who uh, has hours as a bartender. At the minute, um, obviously, we have the fun track and trace system because everyone loves a death plague. 
uh, went up to a guy today and said, hey, just need to take your details, but, you know, just a few quicker things, just in case he went, oh, I don't want to be traced by the government. And I went, okay, <laughs> but you'll die. <laughs> And you will kill a lot of people. And he's like, oh, I don't trust. Is that happening everywhere? And I was like, has no one ever, ever in your life gone, hey, buddy, what if everyone gets ill? Fuck you. Um, and so he left and tried to kick off the manager. The manager just went, yeah, that's the law. <laughs> Thing is, though, my reaction to that at this point, if people Fuck don't want to follow the law, huh? what is a national insurance number at this point? They have every other fucking bit of detail yeah. on you at this point. Like, they watched, not, oh, they watched you know, enter the building on CCTV, like, you know, they, they already know you're there. And probably watched you piss around the corner on the floor, let's face it. Also, don't you work in the middle of, are you still working in the middle of Leeds, Stephen? I work back in my hometown. Oh, okay, um, because... You never worked in the middle of Leeds. Oh, no. no. Was it you, Jez? I've done a couple of shifts in the middle of Leeds. Um, well, yeah, but not like you never you never formally employed there. On the plus side, you did manage to avoid the uh, promotion piss up. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good thing. A lot of people I imagine are about to get coronavirus. No, that reminds me of another group of people I hate, which are people who in who ask you repeatedly if you can please serve them after you've clearly made it clear that you closed the night. Yes. Oh my god! You, like, you yes. ring last orders, and then they're like, "Oh, can I get another one?" It's like, "Well, I've just rang the end of last orders. You heard me ring the bell the first time." Because the the pub I was at actually had a even, bell. At the at the last, yeah, at the last place I went to, we didn't even do. We had uh, we didn't have a last order policy. We we're like, listen, it's no like just when it's done, it's done. You know, we're not <laughs> we're not a pub. That's and what so, we um, did. Yeah, and so on top of that, like on the weekdays, it'd be like two or three people in, and it'd get to half past or whatever. I'd be like, hey guys, just a heads up. Um, anybody who comes in, I'd just say like, hey, uh, we're shutting soon. We shut at this time. So uh, just FYI, we won't be serving off that. And they go, they always go, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And the second it happens, like ten minutes after we've closed, I'm cleaning the bar and waiting for them to leave, and they'll come up and go, can I have a drink? And I'm like, no, sorry, mate, we're closed. Like, oh, you didn't call last orders. I'm like, we're not a fucking pub. We don't call last orders. And then they kick off, and I'm like, what do you go away? Yeah, those people infuriated me. They, we used to close it. Well, depending on the day, twelve, half twelve, or one. And the, I think we cut off at quarter two, and. Every single time there'd be that one asshole who came up at uh, ten to wanting a fucking mojito or something, and I'm just like, no, don't serve drinks anymore. Fuck off, stop. It's even worse for us because we served up until the second we closed. So I'm like, literally, when they're coming up and asking for a drink, I'm like, we're not open anymore. You're trespassing because this. <laughs> yeah, don't work that was here. basically how it was. Yeah, it was we like, trespassing. Like, we'd ring the bell to be like last hours, and then clearer. wait like fifteen minutes ish, then ring the bell again, and then it'd be like, right. Once that bell's rang, you have to drink your drink and fuck off. Otherwise, you are trespassing. Like, get out. And they'd be like, oh, but can I have one more? And I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, can I have it in a plastic cup, please? I'm like, no, you can't. You can get no. the fuck out. What's your What's your favourite drink you ever served? Oh, right. Christmas Eve one year. Um, we used to do the flavoured uh, vodkas where we'd mix our own with, uh, like, coffee syrups. And I did a salted caramel white Russian? White Russian. Essentially, Ooh, that sounds so disgusting. It was salted caramel vodka, salted caramel kalua, and milk, and it tasted fucking amazing. That does sound really nice. Do you See, know here's what? the thing: it sounds horrendous, but oh my god, it is the best thing, especially on Christmas Eve. I do imagine that's wonderful, but I have never seen anyone leave a bar after drinking a white Russian in any kind of serviceable well, state. 
Well done. Oh yeah, people who drink white Russians are, are out to do something. Yeah, something dangerous. Yeah, they smashed the light and got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is the best. That's the best time to kick anyone out. Like you kick them out, and then everyone else looks and goes, "Oh, look! If we don't leave now, nice. they'll throw us out." Like they just did that guy, and you're like, "Yeah, Incredible. yeah, that's right. Get out." <laughs> oh, here's another PSA for potential customers out there. If you enter a bar 10 minutes before it's going to close, you are the worst human being alive. Like, you're worse than fucking anybody I can think of. It's the most... There is nothing... If I'm in an empty bar and it's 10 minutes till close, that is the happiest I'll ever be. If someone walks in in that time, I want to murder them and I will not serve you a drink. I will make up an excuse. At that point, I was back to the bar. <laughs> We've got oh, nobody. absolute loose unit of an ex-bar manager, Joe, used to, like... It would get to, like, half past and if it was empty and we had, like, half an hour to be closed, he'd just lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I used to do Sunday shifts and the pub I worked at was just like an old person's pub and Sunday was just completely empty. I'd start at five and I'd shut at eight. It was amazing. That's a vibe. That's horrendous. Oh, that sounds so good. You just walk in, serve like the people who were left over after Sunday dinners and then just close. On the plus side, at least it'd be kind of quiet for you guys. Oh yeah, it was... For who guys? It was really quiet, but like, it was just so nice to just walk in, serve like 20 people at most, and then be like, right, cool, I'm closing, time to go home. See, when it got to certain days, if it was a Friday or a Saturday, I was always the guy who did the stock, so every time it got to like, I don't know, half an hour before we were closing, I'd go do the stock, and you'd be stood on the bar counting, and you get tapped on the shoulder like, are you serving? No, I'm fucking not. What does it look like? Does it look <laughs> like I'm serving? Every single time. It was so much fun telling people. That's another one. Stupid questions. Like if I'm carrying three trays and someone's like, "Hey, sorry, man. I was just wondering if I could if I could uh, place an order." I'm like, "No, do I <laughs> ask someone who's not holding anything?" Also, stood there with a tray full of glasses, like, "Yes, I'll drop this entire tray just to pour hey, you." Hey, man, a where's the bathrooms? Like, I don't fucking know. There are signs everywhere. You're also the worst person. If like you know, you're ser- like the person behind the bar is serving someone, and then you just go, "Can you serve me next?" Like, no, yeah, no, says you that cannot be served next. next. Were you Adding at the bar that. after this person? No, you probably weren't. I feel I feel that instead of just the standard approach to bitching about this, there should be the um, this maybe maybe a side way of uh, learning on this one for us so we can give them, like, the top tips of how to uh, get not served and not be, yeah, and <laughs> make sure you get... Tip number one, stand service. there, don't say anything. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait the your best turn. thing you can do. <laughs> We have like, seen you, per- I promise. Yeah, the person serving probably has a better memory than you and has seen when you arrived at the bar. They will know that it, you are, wh- what your number is. It's then the people who decide to start snapping at you or snapping the fingers. Yeah, like, if you click like, your fingers, I want to break last. them. <laughs> if you do that, I will, not only will I not serve you, I will tell you what. I'll be like, listen, mate, that's not how this works, all right? I'm not serving you until you stop. See, we almost had a rule of if someone does that, no one serves them until the entire bar is empty. I've seen Jesus ignore people for doing that, like, yeah. and intentionally have them get served. Yeah, last. we yeah. did quite a lot. You've seen Jesus not serve. Jesus working at a bar you've been at, and you just didn't bring this up until now. Our Lord and Savior uh, works uh, is a, a guy who used to work at uh, our favorite pub in in uh, Middlesbrough. And I'm just going to say it right now. Um, if you've got Jesus working at a bar, he's fudging some stock there because he's making wine out of nothing. Uh, I made Skittles vodka the other week, and that is a... It's not. It, it's interesting. 
it seems really good at parties and like you have like shots of it, but then you, afterwards you have like leftover skills. Oh god, no! I mean, I I tried that the other day. It was fine. I can't. It was fine, but it's just not. It's like when you make your, know, yourself like appealing. you make yourself some like rum jelly beans or something like jelly babies, and they're oh. just they're so they're so good, but like they're so bad. They seem like a I good idea really. until they've soaked up too much rum, and then you bite into it, and you're just like, oh fuck. <laughs> Has anyone ever actually tried to make a rum ham? Don't do it. That sounds like a story I need <laughs> to hear now. Don't do it. Wow. <laughs> just, just don't do it. Liam, just throwing that out there. I, uh, uh, so... Not bartender, well, kind of bartender related. A guy uh, on YouTube called Binge with Babish did it. He literally just soaked a rum, uh, a rum, a ham in soaked rum. Soaked an entire soaked rum. rum in ham. <laughs> soaked a rum in ham. He soaked a rum in ham. Um, he soaked it overnight. I think it was like twenty-four hours or something like that, and it was fucking disgusting by the looks of it. Um, yeah, he then did his own take on it, which looked amazing. I will oh, send so you. So do link. do it. Just what do it. Yeah, right. just yeah. do it right. He like he did it. If you're doing it based on the actual show, don't. Just don't. <laughs> well, based on the actual show, you also have to get into some hijinks with Danny DeVito, and I just I don't think he'd return my call. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Danny DeVito is a cool guy. I feel like he might be nice. <laughs> no, Dan DeVito is a lovely man, like legitimately the loveliest man on the planet, despite his... That's probably why he wouldn't return my calls, I'm clearly not, so there's a conflict of interest there. Like, have you heard some of the stuff that he, uh, like, on Matilda, I think uh, Mara Wilson couldn't get home over Christmas for some reason, I can't remember what, and he was just like, rang her parents and was like, look, if you're comfortable with it, she can stay at our house, we'll look after her, she'll be completely fine. Like when um Evan was uh, when a couple of years back Evan was sharing like horrific celebrity stories, it was all just stories of Dan DeVito just being the loveliest man on the planet. Doesn't surprise me. I feel like it'd be a really nice blog. Mm. Um. I, yeah. I mean, I want to believe. No, he is. There's there's no need to believe. He's lovely. Both, both Danny, both Danny DeVito and aliens apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Contradictory to everything and always sunny. He must be a nice blog. Danny what? DeVito is out there. What if? Oh no! I've Danny DeVito. If we got past cooking, he does kind of look like an alien. Is Danny DeVito the one that's been cooking us this entire time? Oh god, no! <laughs> he he's so short. He probably has a really big dick. I imagine. Like, just I don't know why, but that just seems like that would make sense to me. <laughs> that makes anyway, up most of um, his height. <laughs> Christ, we've gone yeah. a weird. Place yeah, here. we always go weird places. It's fine. That's the point of this podcast, Jez. I love how we're called Peak Geek and we've just talked about that for the <laughs> I mean, it's technically geeky if you're talking about Always Sunny, isn't it? I'm uh, Dan DeVito. <laughs> uh, Dan DeVito the geek. Uh. I don't know why I went Italian for that. Uh, DeVito, oh. Italian. Yeah, I get it. Side note, I was going to bring this up a little bit later, possibly in a couple of weeks, but I have found uh, our next book read. Oh, God. Yeah. It's called. It's written by a man named Chuck Tingle. <laughs> that is oh. amazing. <laughs> I really hope that's not a stage name. Bisexual Mothman makes a special delivery in our butts. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Bisexual Mothman Mailman. Yes. Ah, he's a Mothman and a Mailman. Re- he's a Mothman with a career. I really hope that isn't, like, a stage name for the uh, author and it's, like, his actual name. This <laughs> is his real name. I want to make it very clear. Chuck Tingle is probably not his real uh, name. No, it's not. Also, I want to make it very clear that I had to read the last one, so it's on someone else. We, we already voted that Stephen's reading this one. Yeah, Stephen's hey, got to oh, read the yeah, next one. He's the voice actor of the group. We voted without his presence. 
Listen. Oh, yeah, I remember, I remember. This sounds like something that you guys would do, but something that I may not be willing to do. I'll do it, you I'm going to do it. What am I talking about? There's no question about it. I'm absolutely going to read like a story about the Mothman fucking someone in the Something I ass. don't want to do, but I'm going to do it, guys. <laughs> oh. Sometimes I feel that way about this podcast. Like, yeah, guys, I just don't want to do it, but like, I've got to do it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. He's already I'm gonna it. I am going to do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please do it. Steve's already lost his fucking mind. Uh, I what lost is that plot. cover art? Oh, isn't it wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't have the cover art to hand, and I, I don't dare start Googling. Right, he's, um, Explain it. Explain he's... it in detail. Right, so, so it looks like it's an aerial font, bisexual mothman, mailman... Uh, makes a special delivery in our butts, but it gets smaller, similar to how text does when you go for an eye test. Um, <laughs> and then there's a picture of a man standing behind a woman in front of that, and then behind them is what I can only assume is that, oh yeah, it's a moth with a uh, photoshopped uh, mailman costume on holding some packages. <laughs> with glowing sorry, red just, eyes. I'm really, oh yeah, with glowing I'm red really eyes. I'm struggling sorry, because... Yes. I can picture that. Uh, I can picture that eye test really well. <laughs> so can you read that uh, on the wall for me? Uh, yeah. So uh, bisexual. Yeah. Yeah. Next slide. Uh, moth uh, man <laughs> deliver male. Sorry, male man makes a special. I can't read that last bit. Uh, the last bit says delivery in our butts. Who who are you? <laughs> and then Thing at is. the bottom, can I just point out? You're not my normal. Oh, no, I've seen that too. <laughs> From a two-time Hugo Award finalist, the guy has. What is the Hugo Award? Let's bloody, bloody find out. Hugo Award. No, I think I know what the Hugo Awards are. I think the Hugo Awards are a massive science fiction award. Uh, oh, Hugo the, Awards, oh, annual yeah. literary award for best science fiction or fantasy works. He's been a <laughs> finalist are. for two of them. That's <laughs> he's, awesome. He's, been, uh, he's a two-time uh, finalist. I love it. Can I just point I out, Chuck our fifth member has just seen that completely out of context. Nothing given to him at all other yes. than just oh, that book. <laughs> bloody hell, Chuck Tingle, you've got a repertoire. Oh, um, no. <laughs> uh, so, various uh, ones immediately are pounded in the butt by my Hugo Award loss. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you think he's, he's just lost humor. his mind? I bloody hope so. Chuck, if you're out there, and I know you're not, um, well, he's he's alive. If that's what you mean. Let's let Professor T Rex teaches me gayness. Unicorn butt cops peach patrol. Well, that Professor T Rex one we can put in with the cooked by a dinosaur thing you were on about. Ah yes. I'm not yes, gonna indeed. lie. Professor T Rex teaches me gayness. Maybe the greatest title of a book ever written. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think we need to do a review of some of these. Just a uh, just a chuck, just a chuck tingle or whatever his name is. Just a review of his works in, as a Someone whole. Someone want to contact I, him. I feel ah. Oh, everybody, oh everybody reads a single chuck tingle title and then uh. It's book we... club. <laughs> book club. The chuck, oh, tingle, yeah. chuck tingle club. We call it that. <laughs> okay, what we got here? The chuck tingle, tingle chronicles. The chuck, t- the chuck tingle butt club. Avery like. yours, the unicorn sailor. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. I, if you go onto his sailor. Wikipedia page, there's Yeah, I've, there's just, some... I've just seen his Wikipedia page there. So I was like, yes, this is Oh Yeah, so, active twenty fourteen till present. So pounded in the butt by the handsome sentient manifestation of my t- Twitch stream. 
That is one of his. Um, these are very. These are very abstract. Uh, I've got the greatest one. Uh, 2017. Donald Trump pounded in the butt by the handsome Russian T-Rex, who also peed on his butt, then blackmailed him with the videos of his butt getting peed on. Also, some Chuck of these are audio books. Oh, oh my god! I don't know. I don't know uh, if that last. I feel like he's just gone. Like you know, he needs to ease up on the title and maybe cut it down a few words. No, nope, I think to, he... a lot to unpack there. Also, I mean, it also. Uh, oh my god! Pounding the butt by this hangover. Over, oh my god! I'm never drinking again, except for maybe on Rick's birthday, and then on that trip this weekend. By, but other than that, I'm probably never drinking again. I've got this guy one. has. He has to know, right? He this has... guy has some fucking satire so... qualities, like. Next level. Trans wi- wizard Harriet Porber and the bad boy, uh, bad boy Parasaur Lofus. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And yeah. it's basically... The uh, the book cover is, well, what you'd expect a hot female Harry Potter to be. Uh, and I, Don't forget they're trans. Like, trans rights, guys. <laughs> um, an Argonian Slip from Skyrim. And... I think that's a mammoth with a hat and then a motorbike. You know, you can just say lizard person, right? You don't no, say Argonian from No, Skyrim. no, no. You will see what I mean when I say <laughs> we got to tie it into the Pete Geek uh, brand, if you know what I mean. I'm sending it keep, now. we got to stay on brand, boys. we got to stay on brand. Is it going to let me send it? Let's just download Oh, Jesus that. Christ. It's a real thing. I just love the fact that they're audiobooks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's energy that I can't... I'm, what's the first... There's an audible sample here. Honestly, if this podcast just turns into we find weirder and weirder erotica to read, I'm on board for it. Maybe I'm not as on board Liam, for it as that's I thought. Not, Liam, 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 Liam. That's, that's not a lizard man. That's clearly a dinosaur man. How can you not recognise that dinosaur head? I've, I've drew one of those dinosaurs. The hair threw me off. Um, also, <laughs> just going to point one... out, there's another one by him. Not pounded by anything really while lame, I practice so, uh, responsible social distancing is one of his books. This man. Nice. This also, man. It, uh, it just occurred to me, Liam, that um, the dinosaur person might be the Parasaurophilus. That might be, you know, it might be interconnected there. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. One, of my, one of my favourite titles is Gay T-Rex Law Firm Exclusive Borner. I, I really need a moment to figure out like how how does not pounded by anything while I practice responsible social distancing work like how does it turn how does it become a well book? he doesn't have sex and he practices social distancing Jez there's a Bitcoin he in my book and he's handsome is the name of his one one of his books as well and he's handsome the I don't know so I've just I've just seen like Wikipedia why would you, not, you not play on the why would you not go with Bitcoin in that situation I don't know. Good this God! Is, there's 19 pages of this. Uh, is there a way to contact you, Mr. Chuck? This is something. <laughs> he has a website. He does have a website. Please, please call me Tingle. <laughs> My father was Mr. Chuck. So his first ever book was called "My Billionaire Triceratops Craves Gay Ass." Yep. Nice. Uh, I'm confused about the relationship between him and that Triceratops. Is it a pet or? Um, are they together? I'm assuming so. Either that or it's... I don't know. There's some sort of ownership there, surely. There's a Is contact it? page on his website. Yeah, oh I'm going God. there now. Oh, <laughs> Get on it, Stephen. We went oh. off on a tangent. <laughs> I think we went on the right tangent, though. I don't know how I... I think the only option here is to ask him what drink he prefers. He has a PhD. Back on. 
What? I bet he does. That man's. Do you mean? Yeah, I was going to say. Do you mean pretty huge dick? <laughs> or we... No, he he has oh. he has a doctorate. He has a teespring. What does he have a doctorate? What in? does he have a teespring for? Also, has he ever done um? Has he ever done pounded in the ass by my doctorate? <laughs> so if you go on his Twitter, it tells you everything you need to know about him, and it's amazing. <laughs> oh. That's a bold claim, man. Is, is this entertaining content? Are y'all having a good time? I was looking I'm at just weird stuff. You're not important in this situation. Um, Read this paragraph on Wikipedia. I've just sent a screenshot for you. I've seen it. <laughs> this was supposed to be our bitch cast about bartending. How did this happen? Because uh, Stephen by... went off on a tangent and we agreed with it. And you just went with it, and that's a... You can get a goddamn Bigfoot mask. Does the Bigfoot have a schlong? <laughs> should I, probably ask, should I ask Dan if he wants to read one of these and be a guest? <laughs> to be fair, Stephen, all Bigfoots have dongs. Well, maybe not. They don't have... There's Except, not a lot of them left. obviously, female Bigfoots. Maybe that's the reason. <laughs> Allegedly, there aren't any left. <laughs> right, okay. We don't know this. People uh, keep on right. claiming there is one. There is at least one Bigfoot, maybe. It's it, the only claim we can make. Does he just get around? Is that the thing? <laughs> what, Bigfoot? Yeah. Well, are you slut-shaming Bigfoot? Yeah, I am slut-shaming. No, I'm slut- I've seen so much of Rocker of Bigfoot, it's unfunny. Yeah, go for the more controversial ones. Do do Godzilla or fucking Mothman. Let's, <laughs> let's mix it up a bit. Listen, as I've seen, uh, Mothman is a male man and is supporting his family, but also is willing to do some butt stuff, and I'm on board for that. Do you think his girlfriend's Mothra? It, I don't think the sizes mesh quite right there. Nah. <laughs> Be fucking funny. Also, I think everyone assumes that Mothra is Godzilla's girlfriend. This was a trend that came out after Godzilla King of the Monsters. That explains the RTA with that, and to be perfectly honest. Yeah, fair play. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of people, maybe not a lot, a number of people in the uh, kaiju sort of subculture started shipping them together after that movie because there's like this vibe that she came to rescue him and was also like it's just like a whole thing you know what people are like about yeah, yeah. i mean that raises she... the real question could a moth fuck a giant lizard oh a regular moth couldn't a giant moth well that's that's They'd to figure be seen. something out that's they're gonna feature that briefly in godzilla versus king kong <laughs> <laughs> It's just uh... imagine going to a press conference oh. about that movie, and you're like, "Excuse me, sir, can you can you comment on whether or not a giant moth can fuck a giant lizard? Will we be seeing that at all in the movie? Who are you, and how did you get in here?" <laughs> I think um, the... should they should have known when my press pass said "Kaiju fuckers monthly." I think the saddest part for me um, is that they took out my they killed my favorite character in Godzilla. Um... What, the... Oh, Godzilla's dad that's a human. <laughs> God's dad. No, they killed Ken Watanabe. Um, yeah, that's Godzilla's dad that's, who's a human. Alright, Godzilla's dad that's a human. Um, but, like, imagine having him on screen looking at you and going, right, so this is how Mothra would have fucked Godzilla. <laughs> I just It's a beautiful picture. I love it. Um, it's just he him. He says it in that really breathy, dramatic way as well, like he said everything else about Godzilla. He's like... Doshira, Sha, fuck the moth. But all I've got in my head is him stood in front of like, it's not even projected. It's like paper he's printed out and stuck to a whiteboard. He's got a stick. And he's like this points at, moth- at Godzilla's dick. 
don't know where this is, points at Mothra. How does it fit in this, in this five-minute presentation? We're going to find out. Do you know you said I about... Mean, uh... What do we know about both Moth and Lizard's genitalia? Not a lot. I, I can find out if you want. Please, darling. Yeah, let's get some diagrams. <laughs> All right, then, let's out. go in. While you how... do that, uh, did you see... Do uh, I don't know how Lizard long ago it was, but cock. on Godzilla vs. King Kong, did you see what Martin Scorsese said when he was asked about who would win? <laughs> who was asking Martin Scorsese that question? But his response was, <laughs> no, Godzilla may be bigger, but Kong, he monkey. <laughs> I don't think Martin Scorsese actually uh, said I really that. hope um, he did. I'm not gonna send pictures of this because it's kind of horrific. Um, uh, it's called a hemi penis. For everybody who's at home, uh, <laughs> feel free to Google along. You're probably gonna uh, need to for this one. It's quite a visual episode. So basically, from what I can see, it looks like a giant nub. What lizard um, or moth? Uh, lizard. Yeah, where are we at? Because at the minute yeah, I'm no, looking no, at no, snakes, no. lizards, and worm lizards. I'm counting Godzilla's a giant gecko in this situation. I guess. <laughs> that's, um, that's fair, yeah, I'll give you that. Well, in um, in Godzilla 98, he was an iguana that had uh, mutated, so maybe we can uh, the make sentence, that assumption. They come in a variety of shapes depending on species, with ornamentation! And I was like, ornamentation? Do they hang bubbles on their cocks? I wish my dick cocks? came with ornamentation. Yeah, no, so the response a... to it, ornamentation in this situation refers to spines or hooks. That's not ornamentation, that's weaponization. Yeah, I'm also less keen to have spines and or hooks on my yeah, penis. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem, seem pleasurable. Um, yeah. Also, immediately underneath this is a National Geographic article called Alligators Are, are Always Erect. Well, <laughs> just going back so, yeah, to... Godzilla's a... That sounds, like, that sounds like a Chuck Tingle classic. Going back to Chuck, Tung, uh, Chuck Tingle, by Chuck. the way. He's only yeah, following that, one Chuck. person, and it's Chris Evans. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Oh, Chuck, mate. <laughs> I guess we can look forward to pounding in the pounded in the bot by Chris Evans. <laughs> Do, the real question we have Captain to ask: Captain America's wild ride. Does Chris Evans follow Chuck Tingle? I hope so. I'll find out. Who does Who does Who does Chris Evans follow? He's quite religious, I imagine. I don't He's know following like he six hundred and forty-two people. That's too many people. <laughs> I don't even follow that many people. I don't follow anybody. I don't have Twitter. There's a Chuck Tingle role-playing game. What? Oh, Chuck Tingle, 5th edition. <laughs> oh. I hope they got... <laughs> Bloody cool moves, 3.5. Uh, what, what can you possibly do in the Chuck Tingle role-playing system that you can't do in another role-playing system? Sell it to me like this is a pitch meeting. Right, I don't know if I'm brutally honest, but I can find out. Uh, Steven, you've said that a the lot The Tingleverse, <laughs> it's called. Yep. <laughs> the Tingleverse. From Bookaroo Chef, what? Okay, Stephen said some words there, but they weren't. <laughs> I English. don't know how to do this <laughs> because Neither here's some of the abilities: you've got charm, dexterity, fortitude, yada 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 yada. Uh, dollars in the bank, nice. Dollars um, in the bank is my favourite stat. The fact that it's not like magic spells or anything; it's just cool moves known. What cool moves do you know? <laughs> Excellent. I'm just going to have a quick look at the Tingle vs. the official role-playing game. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe that's an actual thing. It's the blurb. Well, Stephen does I really reading. hate that they retconned all the best parts of the Tingle verse as Tingle vs. Legends. It's just, yeah, no, it's honestly. A cowardly move. Um, look, there's a lot of really good development in the Tingle verse, you know. Uh, Mothman got a How job. How long is it going to be? Um, How long is it going to be until Disney buys the Tingle verse? 
<laughs> well, and then we can see the Captain America entry to the Tingle Burst that has been <laughs> prophesied since he followed Chris Evans. Chuck, Still coming together, boys. Chuck Tingle's coming for your ass, Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine saying that to him at a convention. I think he'd outright just punch you. I don't think he would. I no, think I think he's a nice enough guy to just be like, I mean, what do you mean by that? I think he's probably dealt with enough lunatic fans asking if they can have his babies that he probably just brush it I've off. I've gone very deep into this goddamn Chuck Tingle rabbit hole and have found the uh, Dr. Chuck Tingle's complete I mean, guide that was, to romance. I mean, you, you, you just said another title of a Chuck Tingle classic. <laughs> I've gone very deep into the Chuck Tingle rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> no, Tingle, you can short. have that one too. That's too short of a, that's too short of a title for him. Sorry, I've gone too deep into the Chuck Tingle rabbit hole with Chris Evans. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Um, so the opening line of the Chuck Tingle complete guide to romance is, Romance has many faces. A quick flirtatious look from a handsome dinosaur. Or a long-term Bigfoot relationship that has stood the test of time. That's this man. Uh, you know what? This started as a, oh, let's all make fun of Chuck Tingle. Nah, Chuck Tingle, you're a solid Whoa, I dude. Never, I never intended to make fun of Chuck Tingle. How dare you? No one's took the mech out with Chuck Tingle. He's a, he is a legend. National hero of whichever country he's from, Chuck Tingle. He's oh. American. Uh, he lives in Utah. Ah, uh, probably the best part about America. Also, what, Utah, sadly, so. Chris Evans does not No, no, Chuck, Chuck Tingle, Tingle, not Utah. Uh, we have, like, what? 40 fans, maybe? Max? Um... For us. Get on it. We've had 80, 87 downloads, I think. So, then I mean, go us. Let's quarter that. Woo! 20 of you. Hi, by the way. 80 people who've listened to this bullshit. Um, what the fuck is wrong with you? If I'm honest, quarter that. Chuck Tingle for 15 we've, minutes. We've gone down so many rabbit holes, they really shouldn't still be here. But quarter that. What's but the, I'm glad uh, you are. We can get... Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we are absolutely uh, grateful you are. We, we, right, let Stephen finish talking. So, if we quarter that. We can get 20 people to gently badger Chris Evans to find Chuck Tingle and let him write a book about him. And I think we should be able to do that because, honestly, the idea... I feel like he doesn't need to He doesn't need to find him. He can just send him a quick Twitter DM. <laughs> Yo, Chuck, up for a book, you know, a, a cheeky collab. I don't think that's how Chuck Tingle works. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> well, Chris Evans, think he needs to Chris Evans hits that Chris follow Evans. back button and Chuck Tingle goes, it's time. Gets in a car and drives to him. <laughs> He knows where he is at all times. He's given Chuck Tingle a very sexy voice. You know what? Scrap sure. all this. What if Chuck Tingle is Chris Evans? What if they're the same person? That'd be a powerful, powerful statement by Chris Evans. Like, also, I don't know what it would. Chuck Tingle. What it be? Stating, Chuck Tingle but... also has a podcast. Oh no way! Can we get him oh, as imagine guest? Imagine if we could get him on as a guest. Imagine if he'd have one of us on as a guest. It's called my friend Chuck. <laughs> oh. We uh, oh god, please tell me we can get him on his guest. How many people have you got following? Chuck Tingle's my new hero. How do we do this? It's on his, it's his podcast is probably more exciting, like not more exciting. Well, maybe more exciting, but I was going to say more popular. I wasn't going to do myself like that. But you can contact him by Twitter, Instagram, or email. <laughs> I'll drop him an email later. <laughs> oh. What, what are we going to say in that email? Uh, Alright, Chuck, are you Chris Evans? No? Alright, let's keep talking. <laughs> so that so the Chris Evans thing is just like your icebreaker. Yeah, here. of course it is. Listen, I've, I've done the maths. I've, uh, I've, I've connected podcast, like, the dots. September last year as well, it's not even that old. He only did one three days ago. You know ago. how I know Stephen is lying? Because he definitely can't do maths. <laughs> His most recent podcast name was Banana Lifeguard in My Butt. 
Oh. <laughs> Are his podcasts just his books, but in podcast A form, podcast about friendship, erotica, and most importantly, proving love is real is the name. Is oh, the that's thing. essentially what we do. Yeah. I feel like we need to shut down our podcast and support his podcast. So <laughs> <Yes. I'm just laughs> like, to Chris guys, Kimmel. migrate over to this one guy's podcast. There's only 80 of you, but it's fine. <laughs> Imagine if Chuck Tingle has a spike in the US tomorrow. What the fuck are these 80 people doing here? His co-host is a producer as well. She's a a producer and an actress. Known for Dwarf Beard, House Arrest and The Atheist. Never heard of any of those, but I'm on board for it. Work your hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen's giving you permission. Do we just go back to bartending after this or are we done with that now? I think I'm... I was actually going to ask, what's the worst thing you've ever seen a customer do? Do... I'm right. mm, I've got a story... But I was going to go for cut. what's the most disgusting thing you've dealt with. Oh no, before. it's going to get cut if we have this conversation. So, the other day... Nah, it's not. I, We're explicit. I'm excited to see where this is I'm going. I'm doing stock. So I'm taking stuff upstairs and this guy comes in, sitting there looking at the TV, having a good time, you know. Uh, it was the good last Wednesday. Leeds match, I think it was. And then, as I'm bringing up the, like, whatever fucking Leeds United match just happened, you know the big one that everyone got really excited about? Oh, the one where they won. Hey, the yeah, probably. Um... So Ooh, go team. I'm fuck everyone. I'm um, bringing stock up, and all of a sudden he nearly runs into me coming down the stairs, and I'm like, no, oh, fucking hell, Jesus Christ, man must need a piss, whatever. Uh, go back downstairs, <laughs> get some more stock, and as I come up the stairs, I smell something fucking truly heinous. Like honestly, <laughs> fucking the worst thing you imagine. Like Death. you know when you've you've eaten some fucking like you've gone out, you've eaten something dodgy from a takeaway that you're pretty sure just opened on that day. You've had a bad kebab. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, You've had pizza that you've left out for three days. True story, <laughs> I did that once. I had a stomachache for two nice. days. Um, so you've done that. It was worse than that. And so it says, like, wow, someone's gone downstairs. And it's like, oh, they must be all right. And everyone in the bar just stops and, like, slams to look at me. And I'm like, what? And, like, we think that guy's shit himself. And so we're like, what? Sorry? So they're all staring at me. And I'm like, huh, it's a bit sad. Go downstairs. And I'm like, it probably has. And as I come back upstairs with the next crate, my manager's coming down the stairs uh, in, like, a bin bag with gloves on and with a spray bottle in his hand. He's like, I've just been down there. It's just fucking on the floor. He's <laughs> on the floor. Um, so, obviously, however he dealt with that, fair play to that man. I've Everyone, quick See, that's, uh, that, that raises up right. quite a good question now, which I want to ask. You, you're in a bar, right, all of you, and you shit your pants. Like, it came out of nowhere. You just, like, bang. <laughs> What I go home. Do? How do you even? I'm yeah, done like, there. How, from what? Do you I think just get up and leave. First port of call. Shit streaking down well, your. Well, I normally have a coat, so like I put a coat around my waist to hide the shit going down my legs, and I'm then leave. Not done. <laughs> so as I'm bringing the stock upstairs and he's coming downstairs, oh. I get to the second landing. He stops and goes, "Oh fuck no! This guy has left little puddles <laughs> all the way down the steps." <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Um, so I'm there, just like ah, oh, oh. How um, old was this man? Ah, oh, like honestly, this guy could be anywhere between like forty and sixty. Like that's how far oh. we're talking. And I'm just like honestly, like I was gonna say, he must have had it. He, he clearly old enough to have his shit together, but yeah. apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> 
as a guy with a, I'm gonna drop a Liam, bit. one <laughs> thing you should have learnt from knowing us is that you're never old enough to have your shit together. I, this is true. Um, a little, little, little personal fact about me is I have some like get some quite bad IBS sometimes. Uh, but normally, my stomach at least goes, gives me like a sharp twinge to say, hey, you might shit yourself in the next five minutes, just find yourself a toilet, you know. Um, but, so in my head, this man is... Stephen, I, I can't wait till till the day that that is no longer true and you get caught off guard, because it will um, I will be that. I am that man. Um, so. I was he was cute to me, staring at me like... That's a Chuck... Chuck Tingle. That's a Chuck Tingle title right there. <laughs> Future me, Future me came back in time and shit himself. <laughs> shit in my bar. My Janal. Um. So is like we sat. Oh. We fucking like sat there. The thing is, I was getting stocked, so I didn't see. He came back upstairs and tried to stand up and watch some more. So With then, it dripping out of his leg. But that, that's the thing. Here's, in my head, that's that's the moment where you have to ask yourself, how do you? What choice of words do you use to throw someone out who's just shit themselves? Um, from what I can gather, they just went, you need to leave. And he went, that seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he knew he what he so did. Calm. He knew what he did. He was like, yeah, that, that, that seems about right. So what in my head, what he's done is he's gone downstairs, like fucking Great Escape style, and just shaken it out on trouser leg. <laughs> because if you've, got, um, if you've got a shit in your pants, um, the least you can do is turn it out into the toilet and just... Is it fucking throw your toilet on the ground, I guess. But like, throw your toilet on the ground. Yeah, throw your pants on the ground. If it was leaving puddles, like... it can't have been solid. Oh yeah. Well, when you shit yourself, it's rarely solid because that's like a like solid is like healthy shit, and if it's liquid, that's like you can hold. I guess what I'm saying is that if you've got solid shit, usually you can hold it in unless you've like decided to just sit there and not shit for like three hours when you needed to, and eventually you just lose control. Usually, if you're caught off guard, it's because it's like liquid shit and it's just you know like yeah. snuck out. But um, no, I don't feel like my story can match that. But I was going to say, one time when I was on shift, it was quite late at night, and I walked past, uh, our, like the back of the bar used to be next to the disabled, so in order for me to get anywhere into like the bowels of the bar, usually you'd have to go past the disabled toilets. And I walked past, and I could very clearly hear pe- two people fucking in the disabled. So I walked back out, and I like go to just like the nearest supervisor, and I'm like, hey, uh, so there's, what's the policy on when there's two people fucking in the disabled? And they were like, yeah, they're not hurting anyone, leave them. And I'm like, Really? We're just going to let that happen? So I, I decided at the end, I just went and I just uh, stood outside the disabled for a couple of minutes. And then when they opened the door, I just scowled at them and they just scurried <laughs> off really nervous. And I was like, I can't believe the fucking audacity of oh, some people. Like, you should have just knocked on the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> knock, knock. Can I come in? <laughs> Can I join you? I thought about it, but I had to. I had to work out at what point shaming them becomes me... Sexually harassing customers, like no, no. In that situation, there's an argument there for if like, I knock on the door for them to like come back and attack me. No, nah, there's no way, shape, or form they can come back on you. What they're gonna no, do? They, they, were, man, they were breaking the law. Yeah, this man was. Uh, no, we were fucking in a public place. Uh, this man knocked on the door. Uh, I want him fired. So you're fucking in my bar. You didn't hear me say that. <laughs> that is the conversation of how it would have played out, pretty much. I was always a little disappointed that, like, before I left, I never. Took on, <laughs> took the opportunity to do that. To be fair, you don't want to fuck in a bar. It's not work. like See, as in in a bar you work in. I don't have sex stories or anything like that with the pub. I've got similar stories to Stephen where they are fucking disgusting. I've heard, I've heard you tell tell me some bad shit stories. Yeah, of people like- I think the worst. I, I mean, it's an actual shit story. But the first shift I ever worked in the one pub I worked in, uh, I was literally on a four hour shift, like trial shift. Uh, came in, opened the bar, got asked to go clean the toilet on the morning. There was shit up the walls. 
Never went to the bar in my life. It was just up the walls. To be fair, I, I, I've wor- I worked in a bar for, I've worked in a, I've like got about a year and a half of bar work experience and I can confirm at no point did they ever say, all right, and today we're going to teach you how to clean shit off the walls. Like, it was just a thing. It, it, the, the, <sighs> the manager on shift was like, look, we've not got a lot to do. Go do this, go do that, go do that. Go check the toilets to see if they need cleaning or anything. And I went upstairs and it was all over the wall and I was like, I have a, I have a level two cleaning. <laughs> you should have just come downstairs and, and said, yeah, they need cleaning. Yeah. Like, oh, that's not the only shit story, actually. Uh, there was... Um, I can't remember... It was middle of summer. It it was quite a quiet thing. Uh, do you know what? No, it was just after students come back, so we were getting a little bit busier. Um, out of the back door, we had uh, the bins, and behind... The, uh, like, next to the bins was the, um, the cellar. In between the bins and the cellar was just this... You could smell something. You could just smell something. And then I peeked my head around the corner, and there's just this shit up the wall I don't know how he did it but it was like a horse shit but it was definitely human I just... we checked the CCTV <laughs> we saw him disgusting. Um, <laughs> you could see him shitting uh, thankfully we didn't see the axe but we saw him stop here's the thing it, like if you're feeling a bit shifty on, like if you're feeling a bit shifty on a night out a bit shifty you're like well, alright if you're feeling a bit shit yourselfy then like you, do you, you'd go home right you'd go home Oh god, if, yeah. If, if I was feeling a bit, a bit shit, shit myself, I wouldn't go anywhere. Exactly. I wouldn't leave my bathroom. That's the thing. I if can I understand was... some people probably have that moment while they're out after probably downing five Jaeger bombs, but go home. Don't shit in a public place. That's flex. the thing. Is that I think the reason why I've never shit myself anywhere, like I've never shit myself since I was like obviously too young to understand what shitting yourself was, I is because. If I have any inkling that I'm going to shit my pants, I would immediately go to a bathroom. Whereas some people are just like, Hold they're it. fucking risk takers. They're like, oh, I feel like I might shit my pants today, but I'm going to gamble on not. I'm like, that's, that's not <laughs> something you gamble on, man. Braver men yeah. than I. Yeah. You know how you amber gamble no, when another, driving? Uh, they do that, but with shitting. I've got another... Uh, one, I heard a really funny story, actually, about a guy who um, was jerking off at like eight miles an hour and crashed his car. <laughs> Yeah, like he was jerking off on the motorway, sprayed himself in the eye, lost control of the vehicle, crashed his car, had to explain to a paramedic what he was doing. And, yeah, had yeah. to explain why his dick was cut off by the front of the car. <laughs> but um, I've also got a story. Of, you come uh, on impact. So one time this uh, this family of, I couldn't tell you, this family with, minus the mums so and just dad and a couple of sons. And uh, cut, uh, No, actually I think it was four sons. Two of the sons were clearly underage, two of the sons were clearly adults, right? So he comes up and he starts he starts off by ordering five alcoholic drinks. And immediately I'm like, uh, I'm afraid, you know, we can't serve your two young sons, right? I'm like, listen, you can't, blah, blah. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Uh, the, and he immediately says, oh, the, all the drinks are for me and my two of age sons. And I'm like, oh, great, 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 of course. Yeah, that's no problem, right? Yeah? So I make the drinks. And it's quiet, so I just give them to him. Then walk around the bar until I'm staring directly at his seat and then just stand there with my arms crossed. And the guy sits down, looks over, sees me at the bar just looking at him with his arms crossed, puts two of the drinks down, obviously for his fucking underage kids, and proceeds to sit there with his older sons and drink the other drinks, while his two younger sons look over at me every couple of seconds in a very obvious way. And he is getting increasingly flustered and like agitated every time he looks over and sees him still like that. And I just do that for the next hour until they leave. <laughs> did they? Did one of the other sons like, yeah, slam the drinks? What? Your instead. kids are underage. They. I think eventually one of the um, 
older sons may have finished one of the drinks, but the other one got left. I was like, yeah, here's a fun fact. Um, don't be. I dick. don't serve kids. Yeah. Uh, oh God. I will. I've say... got one more. I've got a couple of disgusting stories actually. Um, one of them's not mine, but when two of so my old colleagues were working in the pub, we had a storage room underneath the toilets. Uh, there was one night after it closed. Uh, one of the toilets exploded. Just, just exploded. Explain this. Pee uh, everywhere in this room. They were mopping piss for three hours. I think it was four o'clock in the morning when they left. They the finished at is, one. The worst part is that storage cupboard used to be a kitchen. Yeah, it was a good job it wasn't at that point. Wow. Okay. Imagine designing a building and being like, yeah, we'll put the kitchen underneath the toilet. I can't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I don't see that backfiring. Yeah, <laughs> it was disgusting. The smell was still there the next morning. You can oh. see it on the walls. Oh, you know what, right? Let's let's talk about... We've, we've ragged on bartending a lot, and we also talk extensively about Chuck Tingle, which was not planned. <laughs> let's let's oh, say some positive things I about bartending, some things we I enjoyed. do have one thing, I have uh, I'll, I'll one thing to say before we finish um, this little rant Okay, I'll, I'll say um, that one thing I always enjoyed about bartending was that if a group ordered a lot of food and then didn't eat it, like a buffet or something, you know, you could finish off that buffet. That was always let's, nice. Let's, like, let's you know, not reveal the trade secrets do, there, um, Jess. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, well, I mean, ah, they all. I don't know. think they care about the three rashes of fucking bacon they leave behind. No, I used to do the um the cellar shift, which is where you restock shit and you um you you clean the pipes and stuff like don't that. Clean your pipes. It's very boring and it's a lot of physical activity. But um because before I came in, there was like a really early morning meeting that we did breakfast for. Uh, once they left, I could have like a nice bacon butty for breakfast that they left. Like they would leave the bacon and the bread behind. I just make myself bacon butty and have that. So it's nice. Oh, was that Friday the five a.m. bullshit? Yeah, that's the 5am bullshit. Yeah, no, Friday nights are fucking great. Friday or Saturday nights, after you finish your clothes, just what a night. We, um, there was always, almost pretty much a set, uh, set amount of staff on a Friday night, and it was always the same ones, and it was fucking great, because we just, we had a set routine, and you know when you get into so much, so in sync with, like, four other people, that you can, you'll be done in, like, 20 minutes, just because you all know what you're doing, you're all... So it was brilliant. That was the best thing. I've I've only had that happen once, and it was during a gangbang. But my god, was it beautiful? (laughs) Was a mothman there? My my favorite thing in bars is like event nights. Like we used to do darts, like a dart tournament, and that was actually really fun because the darts team were actually really nice. Bingo and quizzes. They were great. Bingo and quizzes. When you weren't working, I missed the bingo. I um, I missed getting drunk while watching other people do the quiz. That was fun. Uh, I and the one time that we nearly killed Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you she got told off for having a seizure in that pub? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. By who? W- was it by my manager? No, it was. Oh. It was by the person who thinks he's he is the manager. I was about oh. to say, was it you? Did you just walk over to and go, "Come on now, what is this"? <laughs> No, it was, I mean I'd probably do that, but jokingly, it was not from a to team the point leader. where I was telling them po- telling them off. But because ah. because apparently there's three hours worth of paperwork to fill out after a seizure, and I was like, and, <laughs> yeah, that's your job. Oh no, I know, I know who did. Yeah, it. I'm sorry if my seizure inconvenienced you. Um, <sighs> as someone, I mean, yeah, just the staff in general. As someone who does uh, a lot of like cocktail masterclasses and stuff like that. Those are some of the... I have done a lot of men, but that's beside the point. Um, (laughs) Like, 
That's part of a cocktail yeah. masterclass. He's just like, all right, guys, well, we've got about five minutes left to spare. Quit going, me asshole. Um, <laughs> Who wants to fucking bang, lads? Yeah, so, like, you'll, you'll just be up there, and it's just a good vibe. It's you. To, I'm not banging people at this point. Um, <laughs> you'll just be up there. You just keep saying it's things you, that make it sound it's like two you're people. making it worse. I'm having a great time. Um, I'm showing off. They're showing off. I'm working my hands and being all fancy, and they're like, ooh, I've never done this before. And I'm like, don't you worry about it. I'll show you just how to work this. Uh, firstly, you take this and do, oh, yeah, just like that. Ooh, yeah, wonderful. And I go, hey, how you doing? You know, spin your hands a little bit. Ooh, oh, you try something fancy. Have you ever tried doing it like this? Mmm, yeah, that was funky. Ooh, oh what are you God. doing? And then you spend, like, it's like, oh, shake it up real good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. You got foam on top of it and everything. Wow, look at that go. Oh, yeah, now you pour, oh, yeah, just pour it all in. Oh, yeah, there you are. Beautiful, perfect. Stephen, uh, Stephen reading an extract from a Chuck Tingle book there for us. Uh. Chuck Tingley can have that one on me. Oh, God. <laughs> I did like, so like people cocktail got impressed by the really stupid basic shit. Like, the stuff that's really easy and you do it and people are like, like, you know how, like, you can, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys have worked in a bar with the others, but we were, re- we were actively encouraged to flip bottles and also glasses because we had really good bounce mats and, ah. Uh, like area manager was like this really like he was all like yeah cool 80s bartending where you you know you're fast and loose oh. but also don't break anything or or lose any stock but be fast and loose and cool with it see my manager was the complete opposite ever. she hated me flipping bottles but I did it anyway because I felt cool as fuck <laughs> but I did it anyway <laughs> I know my hand I'm not gonna lie I know how clumsy after I am you've so worked I refused bar for a while, I Flipping bottles is pretty much all you've got to do. Yeah, it's so days. fun. Like, you just like yeah. you just flip just... a bottle and then pour it, like do shots with it, and it's like there you go, done. Millennial I've bartenders know only day, three I... things: flip bottle, flirt with customers, eat buffet. <laughs> 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 yeah, if you take one thing away from this episode, like we all had different. I, I mean, I say we all had different bartending experiences. Uh, I think by the sounds of it, we all had a very similar one at this point. It's not. That's the thing. Bartending is um, a, a very like similar thing across the board. There's just variations of bullshit. Um, as my like, ex-girlfriend described it, it's either variations of, oh my god, what the fuck, or variations of depression. Why does Stephen want to that's kill exactly himself? That's exactly what I oh, said. Wait. Hey, <laughs> that's why. Stephen wants to kill himself for different reasons. Let's, let's not attribute it to this <laughs> right now. Like, well, I think that's an appropriate <laughs> point to, uh, to call that's this to an end. That's a solid final ending right Will there. Will Stephen join us next time? Who knows? <laughs> Find out say, next wh- time on another exciting episode of Peaky. Will Stephen uh... Will Stephen uh, survive to the next episode? Will Chuck Tingle respond? Will Stephen get ganged up on by five men outside his bar after a cocktail masterclass? Who knows? He's really hoping for that last one. Next right, time I'm, I'm on Peaky. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for all the Chuck Tingle stuff, and I've been Jez. I'm not sorry for any of it, and I've been Liam. I'm yeah, I've, I've enjoyed this entire thing. I've been Ashley. Uh, I'm sorry that I brought up the shit man. <laughs> yeah, and if we all the cut, shit. and right, if well. we cut the shit man, I'm just sorry in general. Nah, we should definitely not. Cut nah, the nothing's shit man. getting right. cut. <laughs> oh no! Thanks for joining us, boys. See you next See time. Yep. Bye.